Hello, and welcome to the Moonwise Lunar Forecast for January 5th through February 4th, 2019. I'm your host, Dorte Sophie Royal, and today we'll check in with Susan Lipschitz of Everyday Medicine Woman as she takes a look at the upcoming month and gives us her take on the astrological, lunar, and collective energies that we're experiencing. In this forecast, Susan also discusses the vibration of the year 2019 and shares some questions and writing prompts to assist you in setting your goals and intentions for the coming year. Before we begin, I want to share a big thanks to our brand new Patreon subscribers, Diljit Singh and Michaela. If you've enjoyed our shows and find value in this community, please consider subscribing at patreon.com moonwise. Okay, on with our forecast. Hi, Susan. Happy New Year and Happy New Year to all of our listeners. I'm very excited to hear about what's in store in this year of 2019 and how we can roll into it this coming month. Hi, Dorote, and hello, beautiful Moonwise sisters. Um, so happy to be opening up a year together. Uh, it really was, I was reflecting on our, our um, podcast through the year and our community and the interactions and conversations. And um, it was just really part of of, a, of one of my blessings of the year was to be able to have this experience of these, you know, really in-depth conversations with you, Dorote, and all of the wonderful kinds of interactions we've been having, and also on your Facebook page. Um, I really love reading uh, just all the entries. Uh, they're so heartfelt, and everyone is so um, supportive and kind and interactive with one another. And then uh, what the women you know, are reaching out to me individually or on my Instagram page. So um, it's really been lovely. So I'm looking forward to even more of that in 2019. Thank you, Susan. And I'll just let everyone know that uh, I have a bit of a cold. So as I am actually cleaning out my house and conmarieing my house, if anyone knows the conmarie method of cleaning, it's very fun. But yeah, I have a cold, so that's why I sound a little bit stuffed up. So Susan, I know you want to talk to us a bit about Capricorn because that's what we're in now and then also go into a bit about this year and the vibration of the year. So I'm excited to hear about it all. Yes, this year 2019 really comes in strong and it's coming in strong because our new moon is uh, on the 5th, as we know, because we're listening right now. And as it comes in, it offers us an eclipse right away, a new moon solar eclipse. And uh, so what's happening, and that will be at 6.28 p.m. and that's Central Standard. So depending on if you're Pacific, if you're Eastern, and then of course, if you're in other time zones, that will all be adjusted and you can check uh, whatever you do to find uh, how that links up. So they're, they're quite impactful, and they do move backwards um, in the zodiac wheel. So what that tends to imply is there is always karma associated, something greater, deeper, and evolutionary that occurs with these eclipses, which is why we talk a lot about them and we, uh, we pay attention to the energy um, that they speak to us about over these 18-month cycles when they occur. So with this one, it's the uh, launching into an 18-month cycle that will be uh, Capricorn will be 
the um, south nodal eclipse. The south node means something that we are releasing, we are letting go with uh, in our lives. And it's more of a demand in the sense of saying, you came in or you've achieved uh, all that you can complete in this particular way with this in the form that it is in your life. And so it's time that this uh, unravels or there's a pressure about it and that it is, whether we consciously do it or it happens to us, for us, with us, there is a way in which it's going to open up energy for us to grow. And then across that nodal axis is the no, is the north node, uh, which is going to be in uh, Cancer now. And that is asking us to grow. It's our destiny point. So I really love the fact that both of these points that we've just moved into, Capricorn is Earth, Cardinal Earth. Earth is a feminine, deep feminine. Um, everything comes from the Earth, as we know, and um, sustains us and contains us. And then uh, Cancer, on the other side of that, is our emotions. It's our gut wisdom. It's ruled by the moon. It is the mother or that maternal nourishing energy in that collective way. And it's water and it's a cardinal water. Cardinal signs create change. They launch seasons. So in the next 18 months, again, with these eclipses, it's going to really invite us and push us and kind of kick us in the pants a little bit to say, let's keep launching and moving and growing and changing. Let's Let's remember we're in an ever-dynamic um, universe within us and around us. So that's really um, pretty beautiful in the sense that these, uh, again, imply right when we get out of the gate in 2019, another um, indicator that the feminine is rising in a planetary way. And it's really demanding with these south nodal uh, Capricorn eclipses that we take responsibility for them, that we're doing, uh, I think one of those words that I kind of love is using adult as a verb or adulting, that we really need to show up in our lives however imperfectly we do it. Capricorn doesn't care really about perfection. It cares about the the persistence of your behavior um, and, and really being committed in that way that will ultimately yield. It's kind of like when you, you churn butter, it starts out. No matter how it starts out, the butter gets churned only if you keep churning it. So it is that relationship to the dedication and the sequencing of the movement that will result in what we are achieving. So that's going to be a lot of really the metaphor or a metaphor of many that we can use to describe Capricorn. So again, with these eclipses, this is starting off right at the gate. And it's asking us and it's requiring us to get very serious about what we care about, about what we want for our lives, about what we want to achieve. And um, this last year in 2018, we all know, I mean, we talked about there were so many complexities in terms of the amount of retrograde, personal planets, the Mars retrograde, and the Venus retrograde that we spent so much time um, exploring and how rich that was. So we had just a great deal of revelations and a great deal that we had to really look at and we had to confront. And um, so all of it is saying, okay, through 2018, with everything that got stirred up, and remember those axes that were there for us in the last 18 months were 
uh, about breaking all the rules, right? So it was it was Aquarius was these these eclipses that had to do with you know break apart so you can be your own person, step away from everything that isn't serving you, and really connect with the social engagements, the platforms, the, the that what you care about that you can connect with that allows you to be your own unique individual, become individualistic in your own maverick um, kind of. Uh, you know, bright, inventive concepts. And then with Leo, get in touch with your willingness to find what really makes your heart sing, what um, really speaks to, again, that open-hearted vibrance, and uh, allow for leadership to come forward. So when we think about in that way, now Capricorn's going, okay, now that you broke apart, now that you understand what defines you, and um, you've made some of those changes uh, in, in concept or in form. Now we want you to take all of that and we want you to bring it forward into caring about yourself. And we want you to confront it all. So in other words, it's, it's to, including the obstacles, but having a plan for the obstacles, you know, and having faith in yourself. Because again, there, there are other kinds of elements in there with um, Neptune in Pisces that is also saying, it's okay to really have deep faith. What do you have faith in? And one of those things is have faith in yourself, uh, because you're the one that's going to bring forward what you really care about and what you really want to achieve during this time. And you can do it really creatively. So the interesting thing is um, about the vibration, and I'll get back, I'm sort of weaving from Capricorn into 2019 as the number. Now we're in a universal number three. Universal three is really interesting because it is about alignment. You know, think about beginning, middle, end. Think about um, whether we call, you know, in however we think about threes, we often talk about the divine feminine, um, and we talk about whether we think of the kind of the more tr- older models of maiden mother crone, which has changed a great deal in terms of how we reference our life cycle. But we still understand that there are phases that are very predominant in the life cycle of us as humans and in our life cycle as women. So in that way that we think about it, that three has a beautiful kind of sequencing and a kind of order to it that really invites a balance and invites, like I said, an alignment. Three is also about creative expression, self-expression, and it's also about happiness, the pursuit of happiness. So one thing that I really love, and Dorote and I were were commenting a little bit before we got on um, the podcast, you know, we're both Capricorns, so we we often kind of laugh about, you know, normally and often, you know, uh, different kinds of uh, things that go on in Capricorn transits that go on in Capricorn or our general sort of natal placement of our sun is like hard work, so what else is new? You know, because it's, it's just got that feature to it of seriousness and hard work um, in that sense, although it's a little bit daunting when we look at this particular transit that's that's going to be around until uh, 2020. Um, you know, but in that way, something that's really lovely is that the three is saying, as you enter into this mini Capricorn era, um, do it with love, do it, find a way to do it with joy. So it's it's not a sense of I need to go to work and then find my joy because that's how we escape. We feel like they're mutual they're they're not inclusive together that you know work and joy can't commingle or happiness finding that way of of happiness uh, while we're working 
even if we're working on mundane things that we don't particularly find really kind of light us up, how do we find a way to feel lit up so that when we go to work, we can bring that energy into our work because the work isn't going away or whatever we want to say about the actual word. So I would say that the three really taps in because two other things that are in place this year, um, Jupiter is in Sagittarius for almost the entire year. And Sagittarius is all about an optimism, a forward looking kind of energy um, about the new engagements of life that we can move into, about having a story and um, and finding our song. So that's really an optimistic, beautiful energy that uh, that enhances um, this year as we're you know kind of uh, really looking at building out our life. And then the other feature is that which I'll get into more specifically with the dates. But you know, I kind of want to ring a bell or or all of us give a big cheer out that. Um, Venus, uh, a couple days after this new moon, is finally leaving Scorpio and she's going into Sagittarius. And thank goddess, that was a really long transit. And we certainly learned a lot and we went into our shadow and the dark um, elements of of our um, divine feminine and our inner self that we can now bring forward that has really strengthened us and really caused us to feel just so much more embodied and clear and self-possessed. Um, and at the same time, it's been a really hard transit. So uh, Venus going into uh, for, I think it's until Valentine's Day, but she's moving now, not in a retrograde cycle, so we'll be moving forward. Um, really, as we start the year off, really also gives us that more buoyancy in saying, oh, I'm going to go with Jupiter off. I want to create our adventures, and I want to tell new stories, and I want to really have that that sense of, um, you know, that fiery sort of glow about um, how we are uh, telling the story about what we've just been through and what it tells us and links us about where we're going again, number three. So I love how that is being woven together, um, you know, in terms of, of the year and the tone of the year. And, and also in January, in this new moon to the next new moon, which is we'll talk about on February 4th, but this is the last month of the year of the dog in the Chinese New Year. So if we think about the tail of the dog, the tail of the dog wags. So that's kind of fun. So we're at the tail, sometimes we're at the tail of the dragon, and that's a little bit harder. But this year we're at the tail of the dog, so that can be fun, like it's a little, little more bright, I suppose. Um, so getting back into where we are right now, with this new moon in uh, Capricorn. So again, Capricorn is really all about um, starting to build. And Saturn uh, rules Capricorn. Saturn is in, is in that transit. It's been in since um, last year, all of last year started. And it's in its home sign of Capricorn. So Saturn's in Capricorn. Pluto's been in Capricorn for 11 years. Pluto is a transformer. Pluto is that shaman in the sky that says, I want you to evolve. I'm not just going to, um, you know, make things uh, work again. I don't want you to make things work again. I want you to up level and grow and really transmute. So with both of them in this uh, sign of Capricorn, and actually this new moon's 
placement, it's where it actually is in a degree, is an equal distance between Saturn and Capricorn. So it's got some heavy hitters in there saying, we are really working with you now. And we're going to be with this moon placement and the sun placement and Mercury and the south node all there saying, you are really going to transform the platform of your life. So because Saturn rules time, it is the lord of time. A lot of what we're really asking ourselves, um, which we'll kind of talk about at the end of the podcast, is some prompts we can review as we move into the new moon, is what is it time for? What is it time to let go of? What is it time to really bring in, to take care of? Um, what is the divine timing in our life? And what is actually um, the actual timing in, on, on our calendar and on what is happening and coming forward in our life? It is saying it wants us to be in harmony with our social responsibility, with our karma, with what we came here to do. You know, when we all have our solar return, or if those of you coming up to your first solar, I'm sorry, your Saturn return, and your second Saturn return, which is every 29 years, is Saturn always says to us, okay, you've been here for a certain window of time. Let's, at a deep soul level, start to remember or reflect or understand what we, you know, came here to do as, as a soul. And are we achieving that? And if not, what, what needs to break apart so that we can realign with that? So it's a deep, probing, questioning kind of energy. And it's very serious. But it doesn't mean we can't do it again with joy. I mean, how we do it is up to us. But it's just kind of, it's gravity, you know. It's three-dimensional. It's not bad. It's just real. You know, it's a three-dimensional, we're here. And um, so in that way, with these transits, it's really asking us to um, step into and create our platform. Saturn and um, Capricorn have to do with wherever it is in our chart. Capricorn has to do with business. And it's not only if you have a business, but the business of life, right? So it's really saying show up to how to make your life work well. And how to, um, as you're in whatever that might mean, in service to others and yourself, how to let the systems become upgraded, enhanced, and in alignment and attunement. So that's a lot of what we're really looking at. It's got some, um, as I said, a little bit more seriousness and mundane quality to it. And so it can feel almost a little boring when, when uh, people are born Saturn uh, in Capricorn. Uh, they can feel a little more serious. They say that Capricornians get more uh, a little lighter or more youthful as they age because they start to actually feel like, oh, I got the hard stuff out of the way. I created my platforms and I was you know, aware of what I needed to achieve and accomplish because that's important to them, and so things start to lighten up a little bit. Um, but these transits for all of us are really asking us to show up in a really strong way. So a time to take seriously what we want to build and commit to in our lives. So, you know, I think the working uh, way to collaborate with this solar eclipse in this new moon is to start off, Dorote talked about, you know, she's cleaning her, you know, and doing some cleansing and, and, and uh, restructuring in her house. And I think for all of us, we always talk about that when we're in the Virgo season, is that Virgo loves to like clean and detox and bring things into order and take out, you know, labels and do all that good stuff. But I think what this um, is saying is because the solar eclipse, this south nodal, you know, in other words, to say it's asking us and demanding we make space for um, the new platform that we're coming in to achieve, 
that if we put our hand into it, uh, it's really saying at all levels, so emotionally, spiritually, physically, energetically. Remember, energetically has to do with uh, having an awareness of when do we start to feel our energy drags? What kind of people or places or situations, what kind of cycles that we're in, um, how are they influencing us and the quality of our lives and our attitude or even our how we're moving through things? So at an intuitive level, it's time to also be aware of energetically what is taking up space in our life, but definitely attitudes and judgments and beliefs. And an attitude and a judgment I'd like everybody to sort of consider too is our fear of failure and our attitude towards obstacles. Because I think we can get really excited with a goal or a dream. That's why we do with intentions, right? So everybody gets all excited with the new year and saying, okay, we're going to set up our intentions and we're very strong in January. And then progressively, as we start to take them into form, the minute we hit an obstacle, we start to sort of step out of it when it starts to get real about some of the things that we actually have to confront. And so this is saying to us, you know, cleanse out, confront them, confront your fear of obstacles or your belief about yourself. I have a lot of those and I, I, I watch those on a subtle level or fear of failure. I did a lot of work around this when I was doing shamanic work in terms of confronting. Um, interestingly enough, it was masculine or my father's energy because he had, it, I didn't really reveal, it, it wasn't really clear to me until I did this work um, that I uh, that I saw that there was a, such a fear of failure that was also associated with the need for success. And being a Capricorn, you know, that was embedded inside of me unconsciously and really opening up to that. And a lot of my clients will talk about that they have such a fear of failure and shame. And I think that one of the beautiful things that Brene Brown's work in the last few years is she's been really inviting us to embrace and release shame so that we can allow ourselves to be vulnerable, that failure is a part of success, which is a part of growth, and neither of which really make us um, unworthy or define our worthiness. They're just about doing our thing on the planet. And um, so it's okay then if we step back into this Capricorn new moon and we start this process of a two and a half year or the 18 months in terms of this this process with um, the eclipses, but this Capricornian mini era that's going on now through 2020 is just this time of saying, let's take seriously the goals we want to achieve not for that outer sort of, I get the prize or I get a sense of feeling that my ego stroked and that I get, you know, the gold stars. But it's more about saying, this is what I came here to do is to see what I'm capable of and achieving mastery. Um, so how do we do that? And Capricorn says, well, you do it by showing up every single day. I was um, listening to, I think many of you are familiar with Deborah Silverman, who's such a, a wonderful astrologer and so funny. And she was talking about Capricorn on, on a, a little video. If you can look at her, you know, um, look at her Facebook uh, and Instagram, especially on Facebook, she does these wonderful little videos that are uh, very instructional about what's going on in the sky. And she was talking about Capricorn and she said, you know, one of the reasons she got, one of the ways she got so good at reading charts is she basically showed up every day and read a chart. And she didn't, you know, it's just like she just did it. And, uh, you know, I find that to be true as a Capricorn is every day I, I've been for as long as I started working, you know, a, a thousand years ago, every day I showed up to my work eight hours a day. And, you know, I, I have to say, it's like there's some degree of mastery. And it's, it's honestly a function of showing up every single day 
to my practice and doing the work. And, you know, you can't help but grow and get better at something if you do it every single day, which means that you're going to make mistakes, which means that you're going to screw up, which means that you're you're going to be learning and ever learning. But the more you show up uh, incrementally, spoonful by spoonful, um, you will you will start to get some mastery. And, and so it's dedicating, it's being willing on this new moon um, you know, in terms of the intentions, I would encourage everybody, don't, you don't have to make a long list. I would say, keep it short, but I would invite everyone, take care of something that is in your face, that you know is, or is in the peripheral vision that you keep ignoring. And just to go, let me take this in and put it in front of me. And let me stare at it. And let me look at and feel all my fears what my body feels like as I look at it. Why has it been in my periphery? Why have I chosen to do everything else but do it with something that's that's low risk and then think about something as it relates to high, and I don't mean high risk, but something that you really care about that you go, that really is a dream for me and that really, or a goal for me. And what are my fears around it and what are my desires around it? And um, if I really committed to it, what would it be like to really commit to it with some degree of mystery, not knowing if it will A, happen, B, how I will do it once I get into it. But it's to understand, like I said before, it's in front of me. There's a divine timing. Um, everything that shows up right now is saying, you know, Saturn is in the mix saying, hey, this is really part of your soul's work. And it is the pleasure of your soul's work. It's what we came here to do. The doing is not only the achievement on the outer level, it's the inner level. So if you really realize that one of the things that I need to work through is becoming more compassionate or be, or forgiving or, you know, like qualities that are that are maturing of us as human beings, then that's exactly what Saturn loves because Saturn also wants us to mature um, and grow up, so to speak. And so in that way, with this Capricornian feature to it, to be able to work on personal, intrinsic, internal kinds of transformations, Pluto and, Sa- and Saturn from that point of view are saying, you know, excellent, this is that classroom is excellent. We love it. It's not so much about an external achievement, but it needs to reflect itself in an interactive, you know, kind of in your in your life. So if you work on internal kinds of changes, um, then you need to express them out in the world. That is the interaction that really lets us know it's real. We can think about that in our meditations and do all this really cool forgiveness work. Um, we can write the letters. We can burn them. We can feel really good in our meditations. And then the minute we encounter the actual challenge or the person or something that triggers us. And then we sort of, you know, and we, it's not, again, it's just, it's just, we defer our, you know, our trauma or our kind of other systems that are still in place and reactivity uh, will really trigger us back into the lower default function. And this is saying, no, you know, work it through and hang in there because then the real clearing and the real freedom and liberation happens. This is the case where, True liberation can happen by creating containment. Capricorn is working in a system, creating the container and the structure. It rules our, um, you know, it, it rules our bones. It rules our teeth. Um, Saturn is working with Saturn and Capricorn work with skin. It works with like just we can't survive at a three-dimensional level without having 
um, you know, a scalar structure and a skin that that allows us to contain our body, so and our everything in it. So when we think about it from that point of view, we start to see that it's really important to surrender and to commit to creating systems. But what we want to do is create systems that that really emulate and reflect our higher values. Last year was really pushing us to say what do we value? What are we here for? That was that whole inner heart work with uh, the Venus in Scorpio was to get real about what we really cared about. And now it's saying, great, now that you know it, you feel it in your bones, now work with it in order to bring it forward so it actually is um, visible and is imbued into the systems that you're creating and collaborating with at a really deep level. So the discipline needs to be the most loving way to nurture and, and seed your heart energy and you, what you care about into form. Again, remember that on the other side of this, uh, when we talked about that the other eclipses, the north nodal eclipses, will be in Cancer. And so Cancer is all about that maternal energy of love and about care and about self-love and self-care. So there has to be some sort of devotion to the dreams or, like I said, the pieces of work we commit to for the year just keep remembering, I have a great deal at stake because I, this is important to me and I this is important to my quality of life for what I care about and the quality of life that I care about others as well. So that axis of, if we think about as Capricorn as a parental or paternal and we think about um, the North Nodal Eclipses as maternal, that, you know, in that sense, that is a really um, kind of strong anchoring into the work that we're going to be doing and are finding that within ourselves, which is another element of Capricorn, which has to do with eldership. Like I said, Capricorns come in feeling old right away. Um, it is a sign not so much of youth, but of eldership. And I think, again, when we think of the, this, the, the we think about that universal three, beginning, middle, end, or we think about the, you know, the triple goddess, for lack of a better word, um, the crone is associated with Capricorn. And so in that way, there's an inner elder in every single one of us. I remember when I hosted the grandmother several years ago to, to Chicago for a fundraiser, what we called the events that they were coming in is awakening the inner elder. And we did that because these were grandmothers. They were elders that were coming in for teachings. And for all of us to sit at their feet and to say, we are awakening in these teachings, not only the, the daughter or that which is learning from them, but that there is an inner elder in us that we are going to grow into and we need to nurture that. Conversely, we need to have elders that we look to. And I think we get a little bit lost in that. Even... Um, with so much emphasis on our initial Saturn return as a culture that we talk a lot about, that's the first one from 29 to 31. There's another one that's like 58 to 61. And a lot of times we think about, oh my God, I can't even think I'll be that age. I don't even want to think about that. But if you think about when you hit your second Saturn return, if we're blessed enough to be on the planet, you reap what you sow. So Saturn rewards us for what we've, the time in we've put in for the 30 years of mastery and what we've attended to. Uh, and so that is what we hit in uh, in some of the challenges that we that are longitudinal in that long transit. So I'm just saying Saturn really is about eldership, and we really want to keep that in mind uh, in in the work that we do. Um, the, uh, another thing I guess I want to say about the beginning of this year and containment and, and Capricorn and all those kinds of things 
is we need an inspiration to do the hard work to show up every day, I feel. Because otherwise, it just gets too hard. And then we, why wouldn't we just let it go? It doesn't reward us and it doesn't feel good. So we definitely need an inspiration in that, in that commitment that we make. And something that, that I found um, with just a few days ago when the Congress got sworn in the new Congress, um, I was just crying all day because all of these women, women of color, multi-diversity, coming in in their regalia of their traditional clothing, literal color and metaphorical color, the pride, the hard work that it took them, you know, all the years of suppression and, and coming into a system that's done everything to keep it out. And here they were all, um, you know, like coming in and uh, crying and hugging each other. And two of the Native American women were, after they hugged, one was crying and the other one, and used um, used her sister's uh, scarf to dry her tears. I mean, that little video I was just crying all day from. It was just so moving. The children that Nancy Pelosi called up to the podium to say, this is on behalf of our children. She is a crone, whatever you think about her. Um, here's an Aries. I think she has a Scorpio moon going, um, hey, I've got the gavel, but it's for us. Here's the grandchildren, literally her grandchildren and all the children in the room uh, yelling, uh, cheering, hugging and kissing their mothers and their grandmothers in the room. It was just so beautiful, whereas before it was like women were seen and unheard, children were not to move, you know, and that was the other side of the aisle, and this is not to have a political leaning, but it's more to just say, this is now um, women who've worked so hard, and, and you know, men as well, um, diversity of color coming in to represent the people. This was not easy for them to sacrifice everything to say they're going to come in and represent their communities into systems. So yes, we want to break down broken systems, but they're also coming in to say, we are taking over the house. And so we're coming into the system to make the system work for the people. All of those individual people are sacrificing, are showing up every day, are showing up, though, in the vibrance, in the joy of what they know it's taken, what their grandmothers and grandfathers and parents sacrificed so that they could walk into that space. That's what we need to keep remembering about ancestry and cast cancers about ancestry. So just let all of that inspire you so that when you show up for these intentions that you're creating for you, you understand that you're also by virtue of the change and the growth and the day-to-day commitment and discipline you're doing has an impact that you can't even imagine on yourself, on your family, on your uh, community, on the people that you're involved with every day, because we never do anything alone, even if we worked in our house every day and we didn't go out. I mean, it has an impact. So just if that inspires you as all as you know, uh, a Capricorn coming from in this podcast, I would say that that's that's, um, what's really inspiring to me, and I'm offering that to you. I think one of the things that's interesting and sort of challenging about this year is that last year there was so much complexity, it was hard to keep our minds straight about all of it. This year, there's a simplicity to it. Sometimes there's a little more challenge in in a single note. Um, The power and the challenge of this year is the simple braiding of the call to action into our everyday lives um, and staying true to it, staying, uh, you know, committed. And like I said, uh, just really be loving in how we confront, oh, there's an obstacle. There's a hang up. Um, how would we and how do we challenge it? What kinds of tools do we stop and then acquire? It's like 
not letting anything uh, make us feel that it's impossible. There is this beautiful um, Dr. Trent, Taria Trent, who wrote this you know, incredible book, The Awakened Woman, um, from West Africa, and uh, she was Oprah's favorite um, uh, interview. She's incredibly inspirational, and she talks about her journey, and, uh, and her big uh, slogan is, it is achievable, but the way she says it is just so inspiring, and she did it spoonful by spoonful with incredible obstacles that caused her dream to come into form, and she did it. And so, uh, as, a, as, as an elder, by the way, is when she finally achieved it all. So, uh, these are women that and, and people that really in, inspire us to just say, just keep working into action. So, with that in mind, um, the full moon, the next eclipse that is connected to this new moon, remember, new moons, we plant the seeds. So, this, this new moon in Capricorn solar eclipse is saying, we're going to break up the ground we're going to release and clear up anything, let go of it, dump it, anything that is is uh, going to influence the dedication that we want to, to commit to. And then the full moon connected to this right away is going to be in Leo. Leo rules the heart, and it's uh, very much about living from the heart and very much about leadership, leadership of service. So I believe this is going to be in this last full, it's a total eclipse, and it happens in the evening, and so that's going to be full moon total eclipse. It might have that blood moon uh, hue to it on the 20th into the 21st, so it'll be in the evening. Uh, and so I believe it's going to be that final initiation of service into leadership. And so if we think about somebody that embodies that is um, Barack Obama is a Leo sun with a Capricorn rising. So talk about you know a vibrant, courageous leader who serves Capricorn rising. So anyway, that full moon um, is going to be, uh, you know, really, I think, going to give us finally that sense of, okay, here is, here's everything you need. It's going to really um, empower our hearts. So it's very, very important that we all really feel that we've created a stable platform, systems, um, something that holds us very deeply, that is imbued with what we believe in and care about, that we've personally showed up for. We've gotten our blood and guts and whatever it is. Not that it's it's not about a war. It's about like just dedication and what what happens through that process that we feel committed to and we feel really good about that we've um, we've achieved. You know, when you build something personally, you feel so good about it, and it you you just. It, it also um, lets you feel accomplished. And I think that's something that really feels good about personal accomplishment. So that will be, um, it will, it's going to challenge us. But, you know, I think that, that um, if, we, if we embrace it, and uh, we, we will feel, you know, some degree of, of satisfaction in the process, not just in the outcome. Well, thank you, Susan. As a Capricorn, I love the idea of creating a container and structure for true liberation. So I'm very excited about focusing on that <laughs> personally. But um, I'm curious if you have any practices or prompts um, to help people kind of work through and create a bit of a container for themselves. Um, thank you. Sure. Well, I think it, I started to talk a little bit uh, when I talked about, you know, selecting maybe something that's in your face, as well as something that um, you've you that you've been dreaming about, or we would say has a different level of, of possibility to it. 
And again, so here's a few and just some questions maybe to reflect upon. So when you're reflecting upon a couple of intentions important to you for this new year, which one resonates at a heart or soul level? So again, we want to be joy. We want to really resonate with something that doesn't only feel like it's obligatory, but something that we really feel um, compelled by or really speaks to our heart. And then what are we willing to do to dedicate, you know, our our time, our energy, our determination, and hard work towards seeing it into fruition. What do we find that thwarts, thwarts, interrupts, or creates resistance to staying on course with those longer-range goals? I find that um, you know there's some some ways in which I, you know, can get really excited, and then uh, there's certain kinds of things for me that always hook me. You know, like a sweater that you know has uh, it, when you walk by, let's say. Uh, one nail that's out on a on a post and you know or a, a little part of your nail or something and it always gets it that that there's certain kinds of issues um, that always you know that are a little hidden for me but not too far in that always kind of hang me up and they start to to really deflate like they put a pin in my bubble and I just go oh I can't do it they haunt, you know in that way so you want to really be honest about that and predict them just go yeah what what usually interrupts those or creates resistance for me um, do it in a way that's observational. What comes up when reflecting on the year um, 2000? It's because it, when we relate to this eclipse, remember there are 19-year cycles. So what is coming up to completion? We talked about this the last um, year cycle when we talked about eclipses. But again, the last time that this south nodal eclipse occurred in Capricorn, started those cycles, was in the year 2000. So think about, reflect on what was going on in the year 2000, what either disassembled, fell apart, ended, and what began. Okay, so another page that I would give everybody for prompts would be, because remember Saturn rules time, what is it time to? What is it time to release emotionally, physically, mentally, energetically? What is it time to face? What have we either either been putting off or um, just time? You know, sometimes people are really good about that. I have a few things that I've been uh, rotating in the back of my list, and it's like, uh, okay, time to put it in front, not going anywhere. I just keep, you know, kind of shifting it around. Uh, what is worthy of my time? Again, num- you know, remember, universally year three. So we want to have... Uh, and that, all that work we did in Venus um, in Scorpio, what is worthy of my time? What am I willing to devote to that will bring more joy into my life and that I can infuse my life with as a more joyful attitude? So there was, I don't, you know, this is like that old, uh, which is very problematic from a lot of ways. But if we remember, you know, that um, uh Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, like, I know, very problematic, but that song, Whistle While We Work, it's like, how can we be a little bit, bring more joy into working, because we're going to be working. So whether it's putting on music, or it's um, putting on some kind of color that we really love, or, um, you know, just being super aware of the people in our lives, and looking up, and looking, you know, eye contact, and engaging. Just what does it take so that we can feel, there's there's a lot of talk about, you know, in 
in Buddhism, you know, that sense of if we surrender that whatever we're doing right now, there's karma. And so the more joyful way we can complete that karmic assignment, we don't have to return to it again in another lifetime. So it's just kind of a sense of surrendering into wherever we are. There's a way of really completing it and tending to it in in the most thoughtful, mastery, joyful way. So whatever you can do to shift your, your um, attitudes about that can really be be positive. So another thing I would say is just um, what is maybe creating for yourself. And again, all of this isn't on today on that on the new moon, but it's just an invitation of what would I like my either power saying or my power word to be for the year. And I say power for lack of a word to say, what do we return to that gives me that, you know, because again, remember right now, we've got that Aries energy going of Mars and Uranus, which is really positive to give us momentum. And so if we imbue that into the year, as we're starting off in our rebuilding and and doing all this hard work, we want to do it with a sense of empowerment that we can source power from or source inspiration from or whatever that means to you. So kind of whatever you're in a way, it's like there was a trendy question, I think a couple of years ago and last year, what's my superpower? Well, I don't know if it has to be super, but what do I know that I can count on within myself that I can say, you know, that I don't, it's not really about ego lack or there. It's just, I know I can rely on that. So work with it, refer to it. You know, what is undeniable that kind of even ask your friends, like, what's what's something that I always show up in that you would just say, ah, that's who I call for. And just to say, okay, I want to own that in my, my word or my saying or my phrase. So it can be, um, it can be that for you. Um, and the other thing I would say, so also trust the timing of your life. Remember that? because Saturn rules time. So if something's showing up now that says it's not time, it's just not, those doors aren't opening for you, but the doors are really opening for you, um, work with it. Trust the timing of your life. There's there's divine timing in there. Your guides are working for you. Call on whatever your invisible guides are right now. Invite a team of helpers, you know, in the invisible realm to come and be with you and work with you. They want to. So just really envision that as another um, way in which to tap into uh, access points, which we'll talk more about as we work throughout the year. And again, as I said earlier in the podcast, what are the old myths about committing to hard work, to goals, fear of failure that you're carrying around with you? Dump them, my people. Dump them. Uh, Shred them. Burn them. We need to feel open about willingness to, you know, to really show up and to create opportunities that, that and then to, to just step into them and to value what it will offer us, the process and the outcome in our lives. Uh, it's, it's, I think, going to be a really, really valuable, uh, you know, kind of loving practice to bring into form uh, something into reality. Thank you so much, Susan. And for anyone who is looking for a little extra support or to do some work with you directly, where can our listeners find you and get in touch? Thank you so much. So the, the easiest way is um, you can email me at susan at everydaymedicinewoman.com. That's my website, Everyday Medicine Woman. And um, I'm also on Instagram on my name, Susan Lipschatz, and my Facebook page is Everyday Medicine Woman. Uh, and that I try to keep posts up for our new moons and full moons and other kinds of transits that go on and, um, and little 
quotes and uh, kinds of things that can offer some sources of inspiration or collaboration, or we can connect in those ways. So please feel free to reach out to me individually. I do Skype sessions um, that are uh, for women that want to do some work. I definitely work with men too, um, but mostly with women who are also listening to this podcast. And, um, you know, I work with the Akashic Realm and Records as well as our charts and um, work together to see where some of these blind spots and also evolutionary, really wonderful, rich points that we can, um, in transits and opportunistic uh, windows that we can uh you know, kind of enhance our equality and the felt experience and the significance of our lives. So I love that collaboration. It's it's really rich for me and I hope for all of you. Wonderful. Well, I'm wishing everyone a joyful start to 2019 and this Capricorn season, and we will talk to you all again next month. Yes. Happy new moon. Thank you for listening to the show. If you haven't heard our recent episode about the power of vulnerability and remembering the voices of the ancestors, I recommend giving it a listen. In the episode, I talk with Contumble voice diviner Liv Mackay Wheeler about waking up to the call of the ancestors and how women can rise to truly support each other. We discuss coming out as a spiritual person, and we also talk about jealousy, envy, and shame along the path to our callings. Listen to that episode and our previous episodes at moontent.co or subscribe to the Moonwise podcast on iTunes. Our theme music is by Sophie Cooper from her album Rewilding, available on Bandcamp. See you next time. Oh.